squishied it. Hello, squishies. Hello, squishies. How are you doing? Welcome to the Squishcast. I am Unviv. And I am at Andrew. Andrew, I've got terrible news. What? What's the terrible news? We spent all of our money on the first episode. Oh no. How could such a thing have happened? Well, there's a, there's a charge here. And I'm, I'm reading exactly what it says here. It's a, a fairy tale bed made of marshmallows. Have, have you anything to say? What is done is done, Viv. And we can't undo happiness. But what are we going to do this week? Clip show? What? Remember this from last week? I'm singing a song. It's the first Squishcast. And I'm singing this song so that people will listen and think it's great. And but. Good times, Viv. I will take your stunned silence as an indication that you are pleased with how this intro is turning out and that we will speak no more about questionable purchases. Andrew, no. Why are you music? It's going to take me a hot minute to eat my way out of this bed. intro went well didn't it that was literally perfect um <clears throat> once again uh, i i wholeheartedly believe that this episode will go up unedited just like <laughs> the last one <laughs> uh, anyway what have you what have you been playing viv so in the last episode i talked about um wolfenstein uh, the new order and spirit Ferrer, and i mentioned that i had started playing wolfenstein 2 the new Colossus. So, I've been playing. That's what I've been playing right now, and um, God, it's beautiful. It's, okay. it's actually so beautiful. Um, I the the game starts and it just. I won't say what it is in case uh, our listeners want to play it, but it it just hits you with this like wave of just so much going on with all of the characters that you'd met in the previous game. Um, so in terms of what you'd mentioned before, Andrew, about um, just the story being great, like it it starts off straight away, and um, yeah, like it just it was beautiful. Um, I started playing it, and um, I started playing it in, again in a way that I didn't expect to play it. They were very creative with how they made me get through those first levels and what had happened to me in between the first and the second game, and um, I'm only like a couple of hours in. Um, um. Yes. So, are you are you off the are you off the submarine yet, or have you have you are you still doing the the main so early submarine mission? Um, I'm not sure what you're referring to because I don't know if what comes next. So I don't know if I've been past it or not. But um, I'm at the bit where I I feel like this is where in our YouTube video where we where we were, um, because I was I think in the submarine and I'm just going around to ev- where everyone lives. And just kind of sitting in on in conversations. I uh, did a bit of shooting, 
um, and I was supposed to basically uh, there's a scientist on board and he'd like for me to um, go somewhere where he's doing some tests with the robot and kill the robot because it's gone crazy and um, instead of doing that I spent the next 30 minutes um, just just trying to find people and uh, listening in on conversations and uh, uh, by doing so also uh, found a side mission uh, which was something that was prominent in the first one that I, d I didn't realize early enough is that um, you have lots of like little side missions that literally have um, everything and nothing to do with the story um, and there's this one character uh, is it Max has mm -hmm. and um, he's playing with this uh, pig in the beginning and this is literally broke my heart I had to stop playing um, and one of the other guys was like, yeah, but it's food. And he was like, no, <laughs> he's so angry. And uh, and now I have to find a way to go feed the little piggy. Oh, And yes. that's my, my side mission. And yes. it's like, well, you know, why am I going to go fight some, some dumb out of control robot? I can just go. So that's what I'm doing. I literally don't know where that food is, but I'm, I'm going off track here. But um, like, again, really recommend and i've only played two hours of it but i can already tell it's going to be amazing um and uh and really creative and it's going to give me so much so many other things to do that aren't just the story even though it's not the kind of game where you get to just explore and find like shinies it's mostly just you know finding um armor or bullets or whatever um but yeah, so far so good. Yeah, that 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 hub base where all those people are and they're all in their rooms and they're not always in the same rooms every no. every time. But between missions, just coming back and chatting to all those people is just just a joy. Yeah, I, I mean, I had it in the last one where you know I would um, I w I would sort of do it with everyone, but I would I would actually periodically check in on Max Has. Mm -hmm. So that's a character that's from the first one um, that I. I just would check in and there was always something different going on with him yeah. every time I saw him. And, and at one point, because I checked in on him so much, I had then found a side mission to do with him in the first one. And obviously, typically, because he was the first person I was looking for, I already have a mission with him, which is just really cool. I found that such a, a su that great detail. Cause I can find sometimes people put in side missions, you know, like I, I love The Witcher, but some of those side missions, they are just like so off. <laughs> Like you just have to go find somebody's pan that's <laughs> in her house, and she's literally on the outside of her house. Oh, but that's a good joke. That's a good it joke mission. It is a very good joke, but it, but you know, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the story. It's not yeah. even remotely related, and it's quite a lot of um, quite a lot of those missions. And don't get me wrong, I I love the game because you know Gwent and that, um, which I know you love. No, I just it's your favorite game ever. I just rolled my eyes. Yeah, thank you. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's just a really nice touch. I really appreciate it, and I, and I know that they're going to make me care about all of the characters, and they're going to break my heart. Yeah, fair. Bla basically, but yeah, if if you like want a good shitty bags again, go for the first one, get that context in, and then get to the second one. It's just it just gets more and more beautiful. Um, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing hearing more of your thoughts as you progress through the second one. Yeah, for sure. I will. Uh, uh, I'll definitely update you on that. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've uh, been playing. Uh, really enjoying it. Recommend it. if anyone else plays it, please, please, please let us know what you think. You know, we love to hear about what you're playing. Um, yeah, what are you, what are you playing, Andrew? Well, in stark contrast to to what you're playing. Okay. 
because I'm a trash person, I have been okay. playing Fast and Furious Crossroads. The, oh um, my god. The, the Fast and Furious racing game that's essentially a Need for Speed game made by people that have seen a Need for Speed game but maybe don't know how to make video games. <laughs> okay. Um, I will also say that I'm absolutely loving it. I am okay. I am one of those people that will defend the uh, Fast and Furious series um, to my death. Um, I'm very happy we'll go and see all of them. I've got... I mean, the first four are not great films, but five onwards. Bless you. We're just... Just, and so, yeah. what is it that you like about this game? Because I know. Oh God, a nothing. While back. Nothing. It's okay. the, the whole thing's terrible. Like uh, uh, unequivocally, it's a terrible, terrible video game that I absolutely love. Um, the great. The the driving is terrible. Um. No, that's about it. Really, the driving's terrible, and it's so a driving the, game. You mean? Yeah, I was gonna the, say a driving game. Where the driving is terrible. Yeah, the main th the main purpose of the game is is terrible. Like you, uh, where wherever you drive, um. Part of the thing is, uh, like a again, like a Need for Speed game, you're supposed to take down enemies, and um, so you've got uh, the the R one and L one are these kind of bumper things, and you just sort of scoot sideways a few meters to bump into people. And I'm like, I'm sure that's I'm, annoying. I'm not sure how that works in reality, but sure, we can just move. <laughs> no, gravity 90, and everything. De 90 degrees uh, in the direction <laughs> of going in a, in a short sharp motion fine um but the problem is that you do that but it always at least to me uh, i always end up then sort of facing the wrong way um so i sort of then is it like so, away from the well screen? no no i hit the thing it moves out the way then i'm facing in the wrong direction then i try and correct but the game overcorrects everything so then i'm just pinballing uh, like if a, from sort of side to side of a road oh, because no. like because there's the no there's, you, no? there's no finesse so it's like a small movement is just drags you far across the other side of the road so i'm just smashing all over the place um but at this like at the same time it's fast and furious so dom turns up talking about family and i'm happy and letty's there saying exposition stuff because that's what she does and there were other idiots and then sad things happen and i'm just like tell me more tell me more fast and furious what is what is happening next and none of it really matters and it's all dumb and i'm like another mission here we go um i just i, I there's not a lot i can really say it's just that's it it, really. it it controls terribly and i love it which is um, a weird contradiction i know uh, uh, two things yes. about that which is the first one is i guess what this Fast and Furious game needs is, like you said, it's because it's not a Need for Speed game. But what it needs is a bit of because because a little while back we were both playing this uh, Need for Speed play, uh, Payback. Yes. And actually, that was really good. Like the driving was. Yes. Good, like oh, you know, drifting in that was when yeah. you when you got a drift right in that you were like oh, I'm That's the best so at satisfying. I'm the best at cars. And uh, maybe mayhaps not um, the best story. Or the most engaging story, no. but uh, but the driving was so good that you you kind of really enjoyed sort of going around and and finding all of these different things. Yeah. Uh, so maybe there's something merging um, the two together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I um I sort of feel that the ideal Fast and Furious game would be somewhere along the lines of like a GTA Light. 
Okay. That there are off off road sections where you walk around, and uh, I mean, in the hands of a bad developer, it would just end up being like a side scrolling brawler, and it would just be endlessly punching idiots in the face. But doing something that's a bit more involved, and maybe maybe it's branching, so you can have confrontations with bads and how how you react or how you deal with that you know are you going to be a dom that will be all stoic and try and fake people out or are you just going to go in punching and that alters the story and then it becomes a chase and then you're chasing someone um and then maybe there are side missions scattered around that aren't integral to the plot but maybe you have to go and like if you went and did this side mission maybe that person would join your join your crew or maybe that's how you make the crew maybe that's how um the team you need you have to go off and do all these little missions for all these little people that you don't have to do so if you just ignored an entire person that person wouldn't be on your team for the rest of the for the game or whatever that would be interesting yeah um but it is this game is basically just here's here's a racing mission not even a racing mission here's a driving level cutscene about family and then another another driving and then another driving thing and that's I wonder if that's how they wrote the structure for this game. <laughs> it was just um, drive, cutscene yeah. <laughs> about family, drive, yeah, just drive, like, um, drive, cutscene about family. A couple of A4s. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get down a rough structure. Yep, that's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. Cool, great. We'll just uh, if anyone's got any ideas, just just chuck it in a slot, and we'll make. We'll, you know, maybe rearrange so it makes um, a little bit more sense. But other than that, that's as much thought as we're putting into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's 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 really it's really interesting um, because that kind of takes me to my second thing, which is that um, I- this is probably a bigger discussion at some point. But um, is that y- you kind of enjoy kind of picking up a game, you know, going into CX and going that the game looks trash yes, and playing I do. it. Um, so this is quite interesting because obviously you like this game is trash. It literally is just not it's not good. The drive driving game. It's not good at driving, but you're still going to play it. Yeah, like, g- give me a, a good B-movie level video game and I'm happy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll definitely make that a bigger discussion at some point. But um, I just find that really, uh, really interesting. Um, and um, because it's definitely something that I don't do. Like if I don't like something, um, or if I feel like I can't get through something, I just kind of leave it. Fair. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's quite quite interesting. Yeah, and that's what I've been playing. And that's what you've been playing. And next up, we have our our discussion, but not the discussion. No, not the discussion but at all. But maybe, but probably not called the discussion. The following segment contains uh, content that some listeners may find disturbing or triggering. We're going to be discussing the news surrounding Activision Blizzard, which involved sexual harassment and abuse in the workplace. Okay, well, yes, discussion, discussion. So let's talk about... Let's talk about Activision Blizzard, because um, this whole mess has really been going on since, in particular, since we went public in, in July. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to try and go through some of the 
some of the major events that have happened since that time in July, um, as as news has broken, as uh, the events have unfolded. This isn't a comprehensive um, going over of the events, um, so we're not detailing everything that's happened. Uh, but some of the, but most of the major events we will uh, talk about here. Uh, first off, we'd also like to um, thank PCGamer.com um, for this time live events. A lot of the information we um, uh, that's presented here we've taken uh, directly from them. Uh, also, uh, thank you to the Wall Street Journal, uh, Jason Schreier uh, at Bloomberg, uh, Kotaku and Polygon uh, for their reporting on this issue. Uh, they've done a lot of there's a lot of great stuff out there if you want to uh, read that. Uh, Jim Sterling as well has been uh, doing a lot of uh, great coverage uh, of this issue. So if you do want to go into this in a bit more detail, uh, please do um, try and track down some of those people. We'll put the, a lot of these um, in our Discord. And uh, over the last few months, uh, a lot of these stories uh, have been retweeted on our Twitter uh, at game with squishy if you want to go back uh, you can find a lot of these a lot of these things uh, listed there if you'd like to read more um so let's let's go back to the beginning so it's really this new stage of issues with um activision blizzard really kicked off on the 20th of july um if you're not particularly aware of Activision's history. Um, Activision Blizzard don't have a particularly well-regarded reputation, uh, along with EA, tend to be regarded as one of the uh, worst companies uh, to work for in the industry. So yes, the, the, I, whilst this was all deeply disturbing and very saddening, um, also I don't, I'm not entirely sure whether anyone was particularly surprised by yeah. it, but yeah. maybe maybe the way it came out. So let's, let's start. So um, on the 20th of July, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing files a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard alleging discrimination and sexual harassment against women in the workplace. The lawsuit mentions curb crawls in which drunk male employees subject women to unwanted advances, a lack of women in leadership positions, unequal pay for women, and a lack of action from HR around many of these complaints. The suit also specifically calls out the actions of former World of Warcraft senior creative director Alex Afraziabi, who was permitted to engage in blatant sexual harassment with little to no repercussions. Then, on the 23rd of July, three days later, Activision Blizzard Chief Compliance Officer Fran Townsend sends a message to staff calling the lawsuit's depiction of Activision Blizzard distorted and untrue, and that Activision Blizzard truly values equality and fairness. Townsend said that when she joined the executive leadership team in March 2021, that she was certain she was joining a company where she would be valued, treated with respect, and provided opportunities equal to those afforded to the men of the company. Townsend reiterates the initial response to the lawsuit's claims were inaccurate. And then, a video from BlizzCon 2010 goes viral on Twitter. During a World of Warcraft Q&A, a woman asks about the possibility of less sexualized female characters in the game. The panelists, including Alex Afraziabi and now President J. Alan Breck, laugh and make jokes in response. 
okay, well, there's, there's, a, there's lot a lot going to on. Un- yeah, there's yeah. a lot to unpack there, and these are just um, this is these are just news spanning about three days, yeah. um, or four days, something like that. I mean, I the, mean I, like I, you said, this it's one of those. This is one of those pieces of news where, like, if you already know that the company isn't good, and maybe we've all been ignoring it to a sense. Um, it's unsurprising, but also it's just a bit like, finally, um, because much like EA and much like you know a few of other things that have come out over the pandemic, them being just like in in the spotlight and people um, doing something about it, not letting them get away with it, it's actually it's a little bit refreshing, even if the news and everything that we're about to talk about isn't going to be that positive. Yeah, I mean, th- th- this this comes not long after a very similar situation at Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, where they, the, I think the oh the the big difference that Ubisoft was uh, employees or former employees going public with their stories and women uh, being listened to as they expressed their truths about working in that environment. An environment that um, at the moment seems to have not changed at all. But I think the the big difference, and I think what really shocked people about the Activision one, is the fact that the state of California is the one that filed the lawsuit. Yeah. That it wasn't it wasn't just... A, a staff member or yeah. a group of staff members. Yeah. Like, it ju- the, the, the escalation seemed really, really quite large. That they'd that the that they'd obviously done they'd spoken to all these people and got all of these stories and understood all of this stuff, and the Department of Fair Employment and Housing like is like nope we've got we've got enough let's go for which this. again is is refreshing uh, considering how many times these things are reported and then oh yeah it doesn't get kind of followed through and I I just I just want to say as we're having this discussion that they that. I mean, there's always going to be bad people. And the, the, the thing that always makes me really sad about pieces of news like this is that women, especially, or in this case, women, can't ever just say this has happened and then something and then something is done about it. Like it takes something big, something that puts someone in a position where everyone else is scrutinizing them. Uh, putting them in a place where they might lose money for someone to go, all right, yeah, there's a problem. Um, like it's ne- it's not enough that somebody says this isn't good enough. Um, and I think this is this is this is always the thing that makes me sad because anyone who identifies as a, a woman listening to this uh, will have had a version of this in their lives. Anyway, I I just I just wanted to say that because it's like obviously it's it's just a personal thing, isn't it? I think you're right, and I th- it's it's weird looking at a situation like this, and obviously we don't know how the workings of that company are for things to happen, but I don't know if they if they'd be right either way. It it feels very odd looking at it in the lens of what they're being accused of, that the person that they've got sending the message out that it's not true, is a woman. Either she has put a hand up independently and said, because uh, what did she... She said 
that the lawsuit uh, presents a distorted and untrue picture of Activision Blizzard, including factually incorrect, old and out-of-context stories, some from more than a decade ago. Either she's just put her hand up independently and said, this is this is our response to it, or the board have gone, we're being Can accused... Can you put this up, please? We're being accused of um, harassing women. Let's push a woman to the forefront to say that we're not. I mean, you know what it, I mean? It happens. Yeah, absolutely. It happens with everything else, right? So, um, you know, I, I I can't speak for this kind of for this culture because it's not my culture. But very much over the pandemic year with the BLM movement, um, you know, people were going into their archives and, and digging out every person, every every black woman and man uh, or otherwise like a person that they could find to try and represent them. Yeah. Because they they have had they've had this huge gaping hole in their workforce in their work or whatever it is that they that company does and all of a sudden it becomes that their you know someone else's responsibility to be like no no this is fine so i i think there's there's a little bit of that going on there or you know maybe at the time that she put that out she didn't know all of the facts yeah maybe the other the other thing from this early days thing to take away was that blizzcon viral video I don't, I think, I can't remember if I sent it to you. I remember we talked about it at the time in the summer. I don't know if you ever watched it. It's horrific so. to watch. This really? um, this young young woman gets up who's a fan of World of Warcraft. She's standing in front of the Blizzard team and the creators and the executives and the, the people that make Warcraft. And she's, you can visually see that she's really nervous about this situation, about what she's going to say. And she's like, can you just make female characters that aren't sexualized and the entire panel of men belittle her for this for this thing they belittle a fan and you can see how crushed she is by this interaction in this video from 11 years ago like this is very common you know this is uh, i'm gonna have to say this because it, it, you know it's it's kind of it's just reality it's People get very shocked at things like this. Um, but I know that a woman will be looking at that and going, yep, yeah. like that is literally just life. Um, and so often you're in a position, because there are so many men on the top, you're in a position where you get so belittled that, that what's the point? Like I either leave and go somewhere else or I stay and I just I just ignore it and I try to get by it or I find other ways to um to kind of get around some of these comments, these little belittling comments or like this sexualizing comments or you know and but obviously, you know, as as someone who has a habit of doing that in their culture, you know, you know, in the kind of the male culture, if they've done it once they'd likely do it again. And if they know that someone doesn't do anything about it, it's likely to get worse. That's yeah. just how it is. So that that right there, it's shocking because it's like I I, I cannot believe it. you you know on the level of doing that to a fan, going, "Oh, you stupid little fan! Like, who would buy a game where a woman isn't sexualized? Why yeah. would we even consider that?" Yeah. It, what it, it what kind what kind of character is there if she's not sexualized? No, that's a nothing know, character. You yeah. know, it's, you know, it's not worth putting a woman in if she's respectable. That's yeah. what that says. Yeah, that's that's just kind of how you're always portrayed. It's something that you have to. Uh, grow up it's something that you learn as a young girl um if you have parents who sort of have, have spoken to you about it you know things how to manage it 
um and for for most for most people it you know it, it comes out as things like you know not walking alone at night uh and then for you know for people who have bigger discussions about it it's just how to get around these situations you know uh, you learn from other women how you can not be in those situations but also if you're in them how how to get out of it in a way that doesn't hurt anyone because otherwise you're hysteric yeah as well or over emotional or overreacting because it's nothing it was just a joke yeah i keep looking at the word cube calls and it just makes me physically I, sick i um i don't actually know what that means uh, in my language barrier okay you, you know what a, you know what a pub crawl is right I do, yeah. So you go from one pub to another drinking, and then you get you drink at that pub, then you get imagine yeah. that, but um, in a a vast office where everyone's got their own little cube uh, space where they where their computer is. So these men would go from one oh, good God. one one person's computer space, and then they go down the little uh, corridor. And uh, you've got to imagine these kind of vast open spaces and everyone's kind of got little dividers between all their workspaces maybe maybe they didn't even have dividers maybe everyone's just open plan and they just go desk to desk to desk and these um and these women that's that's a lot yeah but there's more there is there more. is more there is more should i carry on uh yeah please do so monday 26th uh activision holds an all hands meeting uh, that only has room for 500 of their staff which is, doesn't seem a lot enough. Executive Joshua Taub reportedly attempts to address the lawsuit, saying that there's zero tolerance for the behaviour described in the lawsuit and that Activision Blizzard works with employees and the accused to work on a resolution. More than 1,000 current and former Activision Blizzard employees sign an open letter to management calling Townsend's statement abhorrent and insulting to all that we believe our company should stand for. Uh, this was going back to the uh, thing that I said before about um, factually inaccurate stories yeah. out of context and, and stuff like that. Uh, the employee statements continues, our values as employees are not accurately reflected in the words and actions of our leadership, characterizing the claims that have been made as distorted and in many cases false creates a company atmosphere that disbelieves victims. Immediate corrections are needed from the highest level of our organization. The letter ends with a statement from the that the employees stand with our friends, teammates and colleagues, as well as the members of our dedicated community who have experienced mistreatment or harassment of any kind. Then the next day, the employees state that they plan to walk out on uh, Wednesday the 28th to protest the company's response to the lawsuit. The open letter passes 3,000 signatories. Activision Blizzard has approximately 9,500 employees. This is a th uh, at this time within third, yeah within a, within a third. week uh, yeah. i mean it's a day since a week i mean it's yeah. a week since it kicked off it's a day since the 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 letter yeah it was written and a third of their employees have signed it the plans uh, for the work stoppage come with four demands an end to mandatory arbitration in employee contracts more diverse recruiting and hiring practices publication of compensation data promotion rates and salary rates and a company-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion task force empowered to hire a third-party company to audit Activision Blizzard. Late on that day, the CEO, Bobby Kotick, writes a public note to employees calling the company's initial response tone-deaf and says, We are taking swift action to be the compassionate, caring company you came to work for 
and to ensure a safe environment. There is no place anywhere in our company for discrimination, harassment or unequal treatment of any kind. Kotick's letter announces immediate steps to investigate claims, hold listening sessions, make personnel changes, enforce diverse hiring practices and change inappropriate in-game content. Okay, Ooh. let me stop you there. That's a, that's here, is, here is the big thing that's coming out of, especially that last statement, is that bad things have happened. Someone big has made a big deal out of it and you have to deal with it. You put a woman at the forefront defending you and then a man who just usually is the highest person in their company comes in and going, no, no, that first response was tone deaf. Yeah. I'm really sorry that this woman has come on and said that it was fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that happens quite a lot. Um, it's it's quite often how women get into power and then leave quite quickly. Uh, there's there's some of it which is um, a scapegoating kind of thing. Like you, you put you put a woman up there because you know something bad's about to happen, so you can use her, and then it's very likely that she'll either something will happen and she'll have to get fired, or um, she'll quit because it's awful. Yeah. It happens like a like a lot. Um, so that alone makes me is is making me very angry. Yeah. That he's gone and gone. Yep. Uh. Yeah. It's it's tone deaf. I can't. You know. So bad. Yeah. And that, and now I as the man am stepping in to rectify this. Along those lines, I think we need to. Uh, just save in our minds at this point that Bobby Kotick has said, um. That that that's the response um that and that he said that there's no place in their company for discrimination harassment or unequal treatment of any kind that's what he said in july his words and that yeah. needs to be remembered what i want to talk about very briefly here is the their demand for the unend to mandatory arbitration in case you're unaware of what that is if there are any disagreements uh, or uh, things that brought up uh, mandatory arbitration would mean that it would be done um, privately. So uh, if somebody accused somebody of sexual harassment and it was settled, it would be settled privately and that the information that that had occurred would never be public to anyone outside of the people that were involved in it. So if uh, the, the project lead of a game was accused of sexual harassment, nobody else on that team would know that. And that person, if they weren't removed from that position, would carry on working with the same people. Or potentially or, could. Or they would, you know, continue working in that position and the person who did the accusation would feel so awful being there still. Yes. That nothing was done, that they yes. would quit. Yes. Or they would do what um, Ubisoft would do in that situation and that, that project lead would just be moved to some other department rather than terminated so it's uh, yeah they they basically just wanted to end those sort of things being privately settled sense. yeah absolutely um, especially if you're it, it's it's for, a, for those for, for those context reasons. yeah here's how a, a conversation um like that would happen somebody would go to just go to whoever it is to report something um, that person would then take that report down that would then get sent to the person being accused and with with a third party or not, usually what happens is like an offer is made, but how the offer is made 
is like well here's you know i've d- i know i've done something bad uh, here's an offer maybe some money is involved and the person who did the accusing says no because they don't think that's correct and that is the end of the conversation it's like oh well you know i know i did something bad but also i offered something and she didn't take it yeah. so what else can i do there's nothing else i could possibly do because now it's her fault because she didn't take it. She didn't take the solution that I provided. And then, it, it, but you never hear anything about this. It's only when you're speaking to the people surrounding this that you kind of hear those details. And then you, you see some of those offers and you're like, no, because it's, sometimes it's not about the money. It's about a bigger change, isn't it? It's about a, a complete change of systems, a complete change of maybe people. Because you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Okay, so we continue on wednesday the 28th employees hold a walkout at blizzard hq and while others participate in a work stoppage remotely employees also respond to bobby kotick's letter saying that they are pleased to see that our collective voices have convinced leadership to change the tone of their communications but that kotick fails to address critical elements at the heart of the employee concerns the response reiterates the four demands from tuesday Today's walkout will demonstrate that this is not a one-time event that our leaders can ignore. We will not return to silence. We will not be placated by the same processes that led us to this point. Uh, Kotaku then uh, publishes a report on Blizzard's quote-unquote Cosby Suite, uh, named after comedian and reported sex offender Bill Cosby, a recurring convention party room that Afraziabi and other employees uh, texted about bringing quote-unquote hot chicks to uh, Greg Street, a former World of Warcraft lead systems designer and current VP of MMO research and development at Riot Games, who is seen in the photo, claims that the hotel room was a green room at BlizzCon that many of us at the time used to take a break and relax during the conventions and that hot chicks was a joke. Activision Blizzard confirms to Kotaku that Alex Alfreziabi was terminated in 2020 for his misconduct in his treatment of other employees. On Sunday the 1st of August, Activision Blizzard executive Fran Townsend causes more controversy by tweeting an article titled The Problem with Whistleblowing and later blocking employees on Twitter. On Tuesday 3rd of August, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack leaves his position as head of the studio. He's replaced by a pair of co-leads, Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra. O'Neill joined Blizzard early in 2021 after five years as the studio head of Vicarious Visions, which merged with Blizzard in January. Ibarra has served as Blizzard's executive vice president of platform and technology since November 2019. So yes, um, yeah, that, um, that Cosby Suite thing is is awful. I don't know if you've I don't know if you've seen the photo. I I, I haven't. No, like I, I try not to. Um, I try not to engage too much. That's fair. <laughs> in I things mean, that I have to live it with. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're all posing with a, a framed picture of Bill Cosby. Oh God. Yeah. These yeah. people are trash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and um, Fran Townsend definitely doubling down on. La 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 la. It's not a problem. La la la. Why are our staff making problems? La la la. Uh, yeah. Attitude. Yeah. At this yeah. point. Oh. 
it, it it's a lot. It it's I, I can tell you as well that um, it when it comes from a, it's a it's a it's a really big blow when it comes from a woman, because if anything they should understand. And um, and I'm saying this not that I'm judging her more, uh, because often it kind of takes the focus away. So what this in this entire report does as well is kind of kind of take the focus onto the women, because a woman should know, but also um, but she should know, <laughs> she yeah. should know better. Um, but anyway, um, I don't know if this changes much about how you how you feel about Fran Townsend within this regards. But prior to her working for Activision Blizzard, she was the Homeland Security Advisor to George W. Bush during um, during his administration. Um, okay. And yeah, she was the public face of the Bush administration. Uh, while it was under criticism for allegedly overreacting to dated intelligence in its decision to raise terrorist threat levels during an election season. Um, and she also uh, has, um, she visited um, the Abu Ghraib prison as an envoy for President Bush. Um, okay. Yeah. So There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, whilst I, I'm, I've never been in that position and um have to make those sort of decisions there's also a part of me that believes that there are very rarely some some environments where they even though it's male dominated they will allow like one who you know who gets none of the consequences? Like, if she just ignores everything that the men are doing, she's fine. And it's it's a weird kind of uh, mentality, but I, I, I mean, I, I can't say that it's true, but it feels like there's something there in terms of like how she can move in those spaces in the way that she does, yeah, and why the reasons why she might be the person to step forward and defend these environments if it's sort of um, benefiting her in some way that, you know, and being in a place that at the moment no other woman really has been able to get to. Yeah. So, but then it then it says something about anyone who's trying to step into that place, how they have to behave to be able to be in that space. Because if anyone came in and said, this isn't right, they wouldn't be in that space in the pl- in the first place true it's like what what do you sacrifice as as a woman to be able to step up and um and be in some of those spaces because if you don't sacrifice you don't have the job true um but um now has she now has a history of defending terrible things absolutely so war crimes to sexual abuse so so she just has general questionable morals yeah so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, we're still only just out of July by this point. That's insane. So a lot, a lot happened very quickly, including Blizzard uh, president stepping down. Yeah, that that is quite a lot. Yeah, lots going, lots going on. Any any further thoughts you want to say? Just, I just wanted to say for anyone that's listening, because when I when I read this, I I didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but um. The the article that Fran tweeted, uh, which is called uh, the problem with whistleblowing, uh-huh. I think it would be worthwhile talking about what whistleblowing is. 
oh, okay. and why that's so uh kind of yeah why she tweeted was so much of a caused a bit of a commotion but essentially whistleblowing is um it if you're someone who's not being treated fairly um and you report that and please correct me if i'm wrong andrew i'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing here do, do you want me to read the do you want me to read the definition oh yeah that'd be good actually let's do that the definition that i got here uh whistleblowing is a term used when a work a worker passes on information concerning wrongdoing in this guidance we call that making a disclosure or blowing the whistle the wrongdoing is typically uh, although not necessarily by something they have witnessed at work and it tends to be something that would otherwise be kept within that place of work were it not for someone taking that information outside and revealing it if that makes sense yeah um but th there's there's another level to that okay. uh, in terms of like the problem with whistleblowing is because it's a, i think it's like a you can report it to your council so it's outside of that company so the issue that clearly that there is that fran has in that tweeting that article is that once someone has blown the whistle that company cannot fire them so i think there's something there's something in that which is the problem in terms of like someone has clearly raised concerns and the state of california whoever it was has you know taken action but whoever has raised those concerns ca that something nothing can happen to them because they're protected legally yeah. so that and that is why that that kind Kay. of that article is so significant okay interesting but basically you can't lose your job because you blow the whistle okay on the 20th of September, the Wall Street Journal reports that the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is investigating Activision Blizzard's handling of employee complaints of sexual misconduct and discrimination. Uh, the SEC has subpoenaed uh, executives, including CEO Bobby Kotick. Activision Blizzard confirmed to PC Gamer that the SEC is conducting an investigation concerning the company's disclosures regarding employment matters and related issues. On November the 2nd, Blizzard co-head Jan O'Neill steps down just three months after taking the job. It is later revealed in November that O'Neill was paid less than her co-lead Mike Ybarra uh, prior to resigning. She also reported to Activision Blizzard's legal department that she had been sexually harassed at the company, saying, I have been tokenized, marginalized, and discriminated against. What an absolute shocker. Yeah. So, terrible man steps down replaced by two people one of which is a woman who um is paid less and is harassed excellent wow uh also uh, unsurprising to be honest yeah yeah i mean if if the if this company's got a, a frat boy culture um and if you take away their frat boy leader um the the lady replacing him is definitely not going to get treated well yeah, because the culture remains as what yeah, you're Yeah, lo lo loyal to your bro and all that. Mm, yeah. Right, we're almost getting to, to, to now. On the 16th of November, a Wall Street Journal report is published, including more details about harassment, discrimination, and intimidation within Activision Blizzard. The report includes information about CEO Bobby Kotick personally intervening in a sexual harassment investigation within the company. It also details an incident from 2006 in which Kotick made a death threat to his assistant. Wow. 
Activision Blizzard employees stage a walkout following the report. This is this is another walkout. They have also signed a petition of over 700 signatures demanding Kotick be removed. I'm sure that number has gone up since the middle of November. For sure. Uh, Activision board of directors support Bobby Kotick in his position, saying oh, good. Activision Blizzard board remains committed to the goal of making Activision Blizzard the most welcoming and inclusive company in the industry. Under Bobby Kotick's leadership, the company is already implementing industry-leading changes, including a zero-tolerance harassment policy. Should have sort of been there in the first place, but sure, let's implement that now. Uh, a dedication to achieving significant increases to the percentages of women and non-binary people in our workforce and significant internal and external investments to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent. The board remains confident that Bobby Kotick appropriately addressed workplace issues brought to his attention. The goals we have set for ourselves are both critical and ambitious. The board remains confident in Bobby Kotick's leadership, commitment and ability to achieve these goals. On the 21st of November, Bobby Kotick says he'll consider quitting if he can't fix the company culture. On the 23rd November, Activision Blizzard launched a workplace committee to be led by board members. Oh no. Yeah, the ones that already no, no, support no. support body, Bobby Kotick. Um, and on the 4th of December, Activision Blizzard lay off a number of QA testers by surprise after instead promising them raises. This also follows an incident in 2019 where uh, Activision Blizzard uh, terminated about 500 staff after a record financial year. Naturally, yeah. yes. And in June of this year, the board agreed, but only just, uh, to pay Bobby Kotick a bonus of $155 million just for being Good him. God. His net worth is rumoured to be as high as $7 billion. All right, well. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, I was just going to say, like, a lot of the board are people that have been there since forever. Um, of course they are. And it, it's very much Bobby Kotick and his mates. Well, which also, um, are they based, are they America-based? Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, a, legally, a legal board here, they, they can't stay in that position for more than, like, a few terms. Um so I I wonder how that even works because you're not supposed to have an, a a a group of people that advise you that are just the same people for you know an, over a number of years because it's not healthy for for these reasons you know these are the reasons why you know and it's sometimes I do kind of cuss out uh, like laws here because they're so much they're so intense but when you see things like this you go okay but this is why they're in place because you you can't have you can't just go, yep, can I just have you? Because when I talk to you, you're going to do what I say. And that's what that board sounds like. Um, and, and the other thing is, um, I really hate that this, this massive company is going to, because it will happen, will get props for making, you know, quote-unquote industry-leading changes of something that should be there in the first place because yeah. it's human rights. When, you know, and, and they're going to get a lot of praise for it as opposed to the companies who start off and continue with all of these things in place. Yeah. You know, well, and they and they're the real kind of heroes because they because they never considered doing anything differently because it's a you know, it's a violation of human rights, but but somehow this big company is going um yeah, this is going to be really big and great. And also the fact that um 
they they finish that with the goals we've set for ourselves are both critical and ambitious. Why is human rights a thing that's so ambitious? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. So ambitious. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, you're right. Um, also, this is this is very much like Ubisoft, and that um, we talk about this all the time with companies where you say stuff. It, I mean, saying stuff is is maybe five percent of important. Like oh, yeah. what you do is more important, and when again with Ubisoft, when it's this public, what you do has to be equally public. You have to be showing exactly what you're doing. Because whilst this is utterly important, and while we are a tiny platform, when the Ubisoft thing came out, we both said no Ubisoft on our channel. We're not gonna. No. We're not going to be playing games. We're not in buying fact, games. Have, yeah, we ha- we haven't bought them. Um, and when this happened in in July, it was a, it was the same thing. We're we're not gonna not gonna show Activision stuff on our on our channel, and we're not gonna we're not gonna buy. I mean. I, I don't really buy the Call of Duties anyway. It's not really my thing. And that's... I mean, this sort of going off specifically discussing any of the, the stuff within this, and we'll come back to that maybe, but while it's on my mind, you see a lot of discourse on the internet regarding this where these these allegations and a video game are separate things. That oh, yeah. all of this is happening in a company... But a video game is my thing, and that's separate to the company, and I want the video game. Whereas, yes, me like if if they announced at the Game Awards, hey, in February there's going to be a new Spyro game, I would want to play a Spyro game, but I wouldn't buy a Spyro game because giving them money, even while I say I don't support what they're doing, is giving them money. To support what they're, doing. what they're doing, yeah, because it's if if they're still you know they're still profiting from it, why would they stop? Because which is it which doesn't is, matter what we do. Which is why Ubisoft hasn't changed a jot because yeah, um, they did terrible things and they were like, oh, but here's an Assassin's Creed, oh, here's a, a Far Cry Six, and it sells really well, and they're like, well, games are selling, so why do why should we change anything? And that and that's not me pointing at anyone that's bought these things and saying you shouldn't have and you're wrong. Because it's your money and you genuinely can do whatever you like with it. But personally, I don't feel comfortable supporting financially those companies as they currently are. And I don't think my entertainment is more important than somebody's safety. Yeah, and same same here. Like, I could not um, send money and grow. Because that's what you're doing when you buy a, a game. You know, is growing that I couldn't personally buy a game and grow a company that perpetuates all of the things that I think are wrong with the world and ones that affect me it's like it's like making it worse for myself and making it worse for the next generation you know and in in my view and again you know this is kind of personal to us and we would never expect any of our listeners to do the same um or or agree it's it's you know it's it's fine um but it, it, I'm especially when you have hundreds of employees staging walkouts and 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 protesting in the same way. I feel like if us as consumers did the same, then things would change. Yeah, absolutely. Money plays such a big yeah. part of why 
these things are perpetuated because people come and go. There will always be people who want to work in gaming. Yeah. But if there's no cons- if there's no you know there's no consumers because they refuse to buy a product because you're a piece of shit, my my language, um, then then you have to change. What's the point? You're not making money. Yeah. No- like nothing is in your favour. Like the, w- the the what we were just talking about with the um, the recently laying off the QA testers that they'd said oh, no we're going to give you raises and then they were like no go. Uh, most of these people worked on worked on Call of Duty War whatever it is war frame wargasm what's it called yes yeah, uh, i'm gonna have to google that uh, um, war- no uh, <laughs> I, was, I was really gonna try a war zone see that's how much we don't pay attention to the call of duty games that we can't remember which one's called watch anyway yeah. call of duty war zone made 1.93 billion in revenue Fuck and me. is estimated to make 5.2 million in revenue a day Oh and they, and they lay off these people that they can't give raises to. Um, I, I can't, I literally cannot imagine for what reason. Oh, no, I can, tell, I can tell you exactly what reason it is. Okay. Um, in uh, February of this year, the uh, stock price for Activision Blizzard was uh, at, uh, I think the highest uh, was $103.81. Wow. It is currently, at the day of recording, $57. So their stock price is almost halved since the beginning of the year. That's why they're laying off people, because how else can they? Um, how else can the investors get the same amount of money out of the company if the stock revenue's gone down? So stop yeah. paying people, you keep, your, you keep your assets, and then that can be paid to your board members and your investors and stuff. So that's why those people have been laid off. And they'll there's either more that we don't know about or there will be more coming um, as they try and continue to make outrageous amounts of money. Wow. Yeah. The only other thing I want to talk about is Bobby Kotick's message on the 21st November where he says he'll consider quitting if he can't fix the company culture. What is the metric in which that is measured by? What is, quote-unquote, a fixed company? Like, if he goes, yeah. oh, uh, I will fix the company if I employ one more black person. Done it. There we go. You know what I mean? Like, what is what is he actually laying out specifically to well, fix his company? I, I'll, I'll tell you how it usually happens is uh, is the tick box is exactly what you said. You know, I need to have, let's say he they go, I need to have, um, these are just me making stuff up. Um, 50% of the workforce is, uh, you know, they're women. Uh, and at least thirty percent of that uh, will be uh, th- like just just not white people. Let's say that that's the tick boxes. There is no fixed culture because you're not changing the how you do it. It's kind of going, yep, like you said, yep, I've hired this many women, and you know, uh, and and the d- job done. That that that's it. And then what happens is um, they leave, or you know, go. Well, but we gave them all these opportunities, but they didn't want to stay. And it's because it's got nothing to do with how many of those people you have in the company, because generally those people will be at the bottom anyway, which is why the pay gap is always crazy, because women don't ever have the opportunity to get up there. You know, so so you always have men at the top who will say, oh, you know, but, you know, the in, in the report that the pay gap will always look a little bit skewed because, you know, we get paid more. And I'm like, yeah, OK, but what are you doing? What is the pathway for women to get to the top? Why is it that it's only conducive to men 
to get to the top? Why is it only conducive to men to get paid more? And those are the things that you need to look at. And that is supposed to be your culture change. You go, hold up. What is it that we do? You know, all of those like unconscious bias training and all like it. You just the shifting that is not. You know, it it's treated as a tick box. Yeah. Uh, until someone who truly thinks that way and lives that way gets into a position of power, it's never going to change because they don't live that way. They don't. They don't automatically think. Wait, no, we can't do that because that's not good for women. They just go. Well, it's not. It's good for me. Why, you know, why would this be a bad thing? They don't. They don't ever think outside of themselves, and that and that just trickles all the way down. Everywhere. So of course it's bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But There's a lot. I mean, I definitely think. I definitely think Activision needs a a new CEO. That would. Yeah. That would mean a mean a lot. They need, they need a new CEO and to they would need to stop making games for a while they need to take the hit they need to stop making the games because they need to strip all of those things apart before they make another game yeah you know there's nothing wrong with making money you know there's people are g- they're going to buy those things they've, they've bought into that culture the the microtransaction I mean, that's not for us I, I technically I don't have anything against that but it's just how you do things if you're treating everyone fairly and everyone's getting paid well including all like all the way down to your you know people who clean your toilet if they're all getting paid really well then there's nothing wrong with making money because everyone's living well but it's when one person has to live excessively and then you lay off the people you lay off the people who who make it all possible for you uh yes i mean you you talking about that trickling down uh, there was a report uh, in August of last year, um, from uh, Bloomberg, so again, this is a Jason yeah. Schreier report, um, that uh, employees at uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, it says here, um, employees would only drink coffee or eat oatmeal for lunch, not being able to afford the company's cafeteria food. Oh my god. Uh, another disclosed that they and their partner gave up on having a kid because Activision Blizzard, a multi billion dollar company, didn't pay them enough for it to be financially feasible. Oh my god. Yeah. See that that's ridiculous. Like you there's such a lack of respect. Like especially because those people at the top, they don't make any of it happen. Like all of those people that sit in those offices, you know, day on day pushing that work forward should be getting pa- like should be getting paid well yeah because you couldn't afford it and imagine i always think imagine how much your company could soar if everyone felt good about themselves yeah. like this is not this we're moving you know it, the world is still the same you know it, it's slowly moving into a different space but god whenever i work somewhere and everyone is is happy and is being paid well like we get so much further in what we're doing like in in the reach, in how we do things, in how we get paid, so I I don't see how you stepping all over these people is benefiting you because yeah. it doesn't. And I hope they pay for every single thing they've done. I honestly, I I sometimes I'm like try to be, I, you know, you try to be an adult about it because you can't be vengeful. But I really just 
sometimes want just really bad things to happen to these people yeah. so that they understand like because they, they have no clue of what that you know someone there might be going through they can't afford to have a child yeah. because you don't pay them enough when you've gotten a bonus of, of millions yeah it's yeah ridiculous. He, he gets a individual bonus of individual 100, bonus. 155 million that you know if you took a million out of that it would pay those people yeah it, it's ridiculous yeah it, it's 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 on i i genuinely you know oh, you know we've also grown up very differently um uh, so there's a part of me that i just I, d- I can't understand what on earth is going through your brain when stuff like this happens um yeah i i, I genuinely i don't understand yeah um and i i think as we wrap up here on this um it's sad to also point out that this isn't something that's limited only to to activision or to uh ubisoft who's mentioned uh we could have talked about the um the problems at riot games we could have talked about the uh crunch uh culture at rockstar we could have talked about the uh the problems at heavy rain um with activision blizzard um we've had nintendo and microsoft and sony all come out making fairly i mean they they, they're all internal messages that were leaked publicly so they haven't made any public statements but they've made internal statements that become public uh condemning the situation at activision blizzard but at the same time there's uh, a report of um problems at, uh, at sony where um i i think uh, i can try and find this the uh, story but uh, it was a uh, uh, sexual discrimination at uh, at Sony uh, as as a recent story. So these, the, the, I mean, I and I don't. It's not obviously just localized to the video game industry either, is it? It's no, it's just it's everywhere, ev- everywhere and everything. Um, but obviously, our 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 view and our skew is is around video games. Um, and the Activision one's so so public at the moment, and so. Um, so ongoing and it feels like it's not stopping um, and, yeah. I, and I really hope it doesn't Like I, I really hope that there's so much pressure that like I hope that the pressure for them to change is is bigger than the pressure for them, than the, than the want of them to stay the same yeah and um, I think I, I, yeah. I think I think it's important for us again um, if any of this sounds abhorrent to you and you are considering buying an Activision game or an Ubisoft game, just think, is is the entertainment I'm buying worth the difficulty the there was yeah. in making it? The culture it? you're buying into. And there's definitely a, uh, an argument about how you buying the game pays for the people that made it that maybe haven't been involved or who were involved and that should still be get paid and so forth and so forth and yes those people should be paid but i think that and i think we've said that 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 responsibility lies with the people at the top who are getting the money to make sure that trickles down all all we're trying to say is i i think um as as people who love video games we just feel a responsibility to our community 
and um and I think with all of the opinions that you know you you can disagree with or you know it's it's absolutely your decision um but I guess from our perspective we we do feel that there's a responsibility for us to talk about and and you know because we're all very busy in that you know even for myself I know that some of these things that Andrew shares with me I don't know about because I have to deal with so much in my own life so I'm very likely that if if somebody doesn't share this with me that I won't know about it and I will buy into that culture without knowing it um it's just it's, there's a lot going on and it, you know and we can't keep up with everything so just as part of our um of what we'd like to put out in the world is just something we wanted to to talk about and to share and to discuss and um and yeah just 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 for it to exist and for us to to kind of stay our position in in the world of video games which which as you know we love very much and that's really the purpose of this discussion um yeah for this for this particular piece of news Viv, please insert a very uh, casual segue into the next section. Okay, Good. Yes, I, I can do that. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe just record some uh, meows from Wingus and Dingus and put that in, because um, it's, di- mean, it's difficult to move from what we were just talking about into yes, back into silliness. So back may- into silliness. Maybe some meows uh, will help. Let. Yeah, you you have you have a question for me. I have a question for you. It's Viv. a surprise question. It is a surprise and, uh, question. Once again, I I yeah, I do not know what he's about to ask me. And I have you not do prepared. not know what I'm about to ask you. I have, you not, have not prepared. prepared. Wow! Just, wow! 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 Just uh, just wow! wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, <laughs> no, um, I have a question. Post, uh, no. post the ending of question. this recording, no. um, Andrew has been fired <laughs> as a squishy. Oh no! Oh no! Okay, Viv, your question. Right. Come on. Should you choose to accept it? <laughs> okay. What is your biggest personal gaming disappointment? Oh. So you're not allowed to choose Hohokam because I played that and you didn't. No, no, my my personal yes. one. Um That was uh that's that's a really that's a really difficult question. Yes. You yes. just asked me. Excellent. Wow, yes. we're usually looking for the most difficult question as opposed to You said it would have to be a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've done a, a long hard think. <laughs> it was a very long. It was a very long. Ho- I actually had to get up and look at my games for this, uh, because I tend to block out those experiences out of my mind, and I guess it it's a it's a two two part question uh, kind of answer, but it's for the same reason. Um, so one of them is like just so disappointing was Resident Evil Four. Okay. Okay. Just, just because I, I, I got such a love for the game since last year, since last Christmas specifically, when we played Resident Evil Two. It's like such a love, developed such a, a a want for playing the games and to know everything about um, the Resident Evil culture, I guess, and sort of not having played two and three myself, but having watched you play it and then having the opportunity to then play it together 
to then play Resident Evil 4 and to not be able to get through it because I uh, the controls were awful. It really just, like, it, w- it was a big disappointment because I'm like, why can't I control it? Like, why does it not make sense to me no matter how hard I try? It's such a disappointment because it is, the uh, you know, the one game. Because it wasn't, you know, it's not like one. One, you know, it's it's quite a really old game and I just don't really like the style of it. I don't like the fixed camera and that's just a personal choice. But when I can't physically operate a game, it's so annoying. <laughs> and in, in the same breath, another game that is like that for me, that I was really looking forward to, that I actually didn't play for ages because I wanted to find proper time to play it, and then I did it on stream, and I had to quit it on stream because I could not play it. Okay. Was Shadow of the Colossus. Oh wow! It's such a disappointment because the game looks so beautiful, looks so interesting. It looks like something I would really, really enjoy. And for me to not be able to to sit on that giant and not be able to leave the whatever where the temple that I was because I could not turn the body, I couldn't control it. I was so angry. <laughs> wow. But the the same reasons, like if if I can't control the game, I I I don't know what to tell you. Like it's just really not enjoyable. Like it really, like especially when I've been looking forward to a game, I think it's got to do with the fact that I think I've worked myself up for something good, and then my dreams are shattered. Oh wow! Yeah. So those those two games are like the the two things that I'm like, okay, if it controlled uh, goodly. You know, I would have really loved it. And I think that's what I'm disappointed about. Less about... I, I don't think I have games where I've really looked forward to them and they were just utter shit. Um, I think if I don't like a game, I just don't play it. So I either like it or I don't like it. Uh, or it's a bit meh, but I've n- I never... Yeah, I've not had an experience where I've you know looked forward to a game and then it's it turned out to be garbage. Um, but... Or maybe there is and I can't remember right now, but... Yeah, those two games for me were just something that I was really looking forward to. That and then I was really disappointed that I just couldn't play them. Aww. And that made me sad because they're mm. they're both great games, I'm sure, and and there's you know good reviews about them, but not for me, not not for Squishy Viv because can't operate it, <laughs> can't get out of the building, can't look, can't shoot. The stress is real. Aww. I don't like being stressed that way when I'm playing. If it's a stress because it's scary, you know. You're being chased by Mr. X or something or a Birkin or a liquor and that's that's different. That's part of the game. Yeah. And uh. it's you know, in those two games they weren't as cute as heavy rain. Where <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't get out of the chair. Oh. You know, that was kind of funny. Um that it it, it took a while, but eventually I did it. Uh, I sort of got used to it, but yeah, there was no there was no coming back from Resident Evil Four and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, th- those are my those are my things. Wow, rest rest in peace, games. <laughs> Indeed, you shall sit in my library forever. Right, game watch time. All right, what's the uh, what's the game we're working forward to, Andrew? Did you have anything, or shall I just shall I just do my one? Just do your one. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the VR game Wanderer. Okay. Um, which is probably the game. It's coming out the the soonest. 
of, of the VR games, it's the one I'm most looking forward to. I'm excited that Moss is Moss Two is coming out next year, but the moment Wanderer, oh, it just looks really exciting. It's it's all time travelly, uh, so all the locations look different. You've got some sort of weird moustache wearing watch on your wrist. Okay. Um, like there's a there's a bit in the trailer where you're a drummer at a at a concert, a big arena concert. And I'm like, I want to be a drummer. I want to be a drummer in a concert, looking mm-hmm. out at a crowd, doing a drums. And that seems exciting. And then there's a bit where you're on the moon. And then it looks a bit um, a bit like uh, The Room, where there's like puzzles and you have to turn dials and do all that sort of stuff. And it just, it looks gorgeous. Um, I'm sure uh, because of the uh, power, it will look better on PC than the PSVR, PSVR version that I'll get but still it looks it looks pretty fantastic um, okay. so yeah Wanderer if you have if you have VR and you're and it's not on your not on your radar do do watch the trailer for Wanderer it's out in January end of January it got delayed a little bit just out it was supposed to be this month uh, it got delayed just just a month into January uh, but yeah that's coming up and that looks proper exciting for some vr fun times oh okay yeah. i'll definitely be coming around for a bit of that yeah. um uh, i do i do have a game that is coming out this month mm-hmm. that i'm really excited about i think it's coming out on the 14th of december okay and um it's uh, the among us game okay oh the, the console version yeah there's a console version coming out for xbox and playstation um, I think on the fourteenth of December, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it because uh, it was something that we'd occasionally played over lockdown with some friends, um, but playing on my tablet is just yeah. you know, there's so there's definitely a different because I'm not I don't really play on my tablet uh, or my phone. Uh, there was definitely something really interesting that was happening that took away some of the enjoyment. So I think that when I'm able to play that on something I'm more familiar with in terms of like my PlayStation controller, it's gonna be good. And being able to share that with friends, it's going to be good. Yeah, I, uh, I I remember us playing that very distinctly. I remember the 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 final match we played. Um, I was not the killer, but I remember that I also couldn't participate in the round because uh, <laughs> I think it was Luna came just came and fell asleep on my lap slash laptop because I had my laptop on my. Yeah, so you I kind mean, of just she just sort of fe- fell asleep across it, and I couldn't control um, my yeah. little my little fellow. And I was the, just the last the last yeah. time we played was also the time when I think we must have played about twenty games, and I w- didn't get to be the yeah, murderer never. once. Nope. It was only five of us. I mean, what's the odds? Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, friendships were almost lost on that day. Wow. Well, because I couldn't be the murderer, so I kept blaming everyone else. Mostly just me, really. And and uh, 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 Abby. Yeah. Well, Abby was always the murderer. Yeah, this is what I was saying. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that coming out okay. on console, so that I don't uh, I can just hold you know, and if a and if a kitten comes and sits on your lap, you can just move your arms. That's very true. And both both things can happen. And you're rewarded twice. Exactly. So that's that. 14th of December. Keep it in your diaries, and uh, enjoy the fun. And that's our show. Yeah, that it was, is. That was quite a discussion, wasn't it? That was quite a discussion. Thank you, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We we do appreciate it very much. 
uh, I mean, if you've if you've reached us at this point of the podcast, we definitely appreciate you more because uh, this feels like it's going to be a long one, or maybe a two part one. Well, yes. Although at this point, they'd know if it was two part, wouldn't they? Oh no. Okay. I oh, know the, f- <laughs> the future and the past are merging, and I'm confused. But thank yes, you for listening. Yes, we appreciate yeah. it very much. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it very much. Okay, should I leave all of those in? It's up to you. It's up to you. If you would like, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter on at GameWithSquishy. And if you'd like to support us, uh, you can buy us a coffee at our Ko-fi page. And that's ko-fi.com slash the squishy stream once again we will uh, keep you updated on uh, when we can get back to live streaming again we cannot wait to be back and chatting with you all but for now we are just here in your ears yes all up in your ears all up in your ears thank you very much everyone bye okay bye then bye bye Appreciate it.